Jesus said, don't worry about tomorrow. Jesus said, I've numbered the hairs on your head. That's how much I love you. You know what Jesus said? He said, look at the birds. I provide food for them. How much more will I provide for you, the ones that I love? And you know what we do in response? Oh, oh yeah. But what, what if I can't pay my mortgage on time? What if I lose my job? No more what ifs. We're going to walk in faith in the power of God. So I'm going to go now to 1 Samuel 17. Now that I spoke about some of the fears we go through, I'm going to talk about how to overcome fear. And we have an example in the life of King David. 1 Samuel 17. And here's the story. There were two big hills. On one side were the Israelite army. In the Old Testament, that was the good guys. And on the other hill, facing them, were the Philistine army. Those were the real bad guys, and they hated each other. But the Philistines, you know, they had something the Israelites didn't have. They had this mad, crazy, tall giant. Listen to this. He was over nine feet tall. His coat weighed 125 pounds. That's more than a lot of you weigh. He had a spear. Just the tip of his spear was 15 pounds. And he was a big monster. And he stood on the mountain. And he taunted the other Israelite army. Remember, those are the good guys. He says, I challenge you to a fight. He says, I'll fight any one of you. And if I win... All the Israelites will become our slaves. And if one of you win, then we'll become your slaves. And for 40 days, he stood on top of the mountain and he taunted. He says, come on and fight. You can't touch me. And you know what it said the Israelites did? They stood on the mountain and they were terrified and deeply shaken for 40 days. They just stood there and allowed this big giant to taunt them, this big bully, this big intimidator. You see, that would be understandable to me in the natural. In the natural, there's not many people who are going to want to fight a guy that's nine feet tall. See, if somebody's that big and he got this big giant spear and he's standing outside, not many people based on our natural ability will want to go out and fight. See, that's not me. I'm ready for any kind of action. You know why? Because I know the Jewish art of self-defense being that I'm Jewish. You know the Jewish art of self-defense? It's called Isu. Nobody mess with me. So in the natural, nobody could mess with this big giant. But we are not natural people. We don't, we don't back down to a giant. There's nothing and nobody in this world who can overcome you. They had the power of 
But you know what they did? They forgot. They forgot about all the battles that had been won when God showed up. They forgot their history. And when they were challenged, they stood in fear. We are not natural people. You are supermen and women. We rely on the power of the Holy Spirit. And along came a teenager, a shepherd boy. His name was David. And he saw what was going on. And in verse 26, David asked the soldiers standing by, what will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? Who is this pagan Philistine anyway that he is allowed to defy the armies of the living God? And instead of the people around them supporting him, you know, you know what they said? Why? His brother said, oh, you're just prideful. Why don't you just shut up already? Who are you to get involved in this? And then he went to the king, King Saul, and he told the king, I'll go and fight him. I'll fight that giant. And you know what the king said? You're just a young boy. You're just a nobody. You can't fight that giant. If I had a nickel for every person who told me I'm ready to step out, I'm ready to start that business, I'm ready to begin the ministry, I'm ready to preach, and they went home and they listened to some jerk talk them out of it. Oh, well, I was going to do it. I was, go I was going to teach the class, but now I spoke to my cousin, and he said it's going to be too hard, and it's going to be this and that. I, I, can't do I can't go back to school. I got the application to go back to school, but then somebody told me, oh, well, you don't have enough time to work and go back. Stop listening to these haters that will talk you out of who you are. You don't listen, listen to people who are going to downplay and talk you out of everything. You see, David, even though he was a young boy, he wasn't willing to live in his comfort zone. He wasn't willing to be like all these other guys standing there in fear doing nothing because he had a destiny to be a king. He had a destiny to be a mighty warrior. And he, he's, he's, he allowed God to stretch him, and that's what God wants to do with every one of you. We're not called to be comfortable. God wants to stretch you beyond your natural talents, beyond your ability. There, there's a doctrine that I hear a lot in church where people, people are about to do something that's challenging, that's difficult, and then they come back and say, I, I'm not doing it. I don't feel peace about it. There's, not, there's many things I do that I don't feel peace about at all. There are things that I've had to do as a pastor, things in ministry where I had sleepless nights dreading it, and I still knew that it was God. We, we don't live t 
to be comfortable. Let God stretch you. Fulfill what God has for you. Don't let one of your gifts, one of your dreams go to waste. You are not limited. I'm going to go now to verse 34. But David persisted. See, he wouldn't let people talk him out of what he was going to do. And you know what David said? He said, I've been a shepherd boy, and I've been taking care of my father's flocks. And every now and then a lion would come or a bear, and they would try to steal the, the, the sheep from my father. He said, but I would go after them, and I would take the sheep right out of their mouth. And you know what David said? He said, the same God who rescued me from the hand of the lion and the hand of the bear will save me from that uncircumcised Philistine. You see, sometimes you've got to remember what God did for you in the past, or you're never going to be willing to face what's coming now. I remember I first got saved, and a few weeks later, I got in the mail a letter that I was being thrown out of my apartment for non-payment of several months' rent. How many of you know that's a giant right there? I was facing a giant. I had no idea how this was going to happen. I owed about $1,000, which today, that's nothing. That's interest. But back in those days, that was a lot of money for rent. Some, I don't know if any of you remember back to the 80s. but Then all of a sudden, my mother called, and she said, I'm giving you $1,000. Now, that might, not, that might not seem strange, but my mother was on welfare. She never had two cents. And she called, and all of a sudden, I knew that God was real. Right there. And you know what happened? The next time I was facing being homeless, I totally forgot about it. Oh, what am I going to do? I'm going to end up out in the street. Not anymore. Not anymore. I'm determining. I'm, I'm, as a matter of fact, if God has ever rescued you, if he's ever saved you out of a situation, why don't you stand up right now? Give him a praise. Give him the glory. Right now, if he's, pulled, if he's saved you from hell, if he's, if he's intervened in your behalf, oh, we thank you, God. Now, will you remember that the next time you're in trouble, the next time you can't pay a bill? Can you remember that time when you didn't know how it was going to happen and God showed up in the last minute? See, God might, might never be in our time, but he's never late. Verse 38, 
Then Saul gave David his own armor. Saul took off his armor and he put it on David. He said, here, you wear this, and gave him his sword. And you know what David did? He took it off. He said, this doesn't fit me. I can't fight in this armor. It's too big. I'm not used to it. And you know what that tells me? Be who you are. Don't be who someone else wants you to be. Follow your own passions. Here's a word to some of you parents. Let your kids make their own life. Just because you worked in a safe union job, which is wonderful, maybe they're called to go out and risk. Just because you didn't go to school, your family didn't go to college. Don't keep your kids from their dreams, from their passions. You need to follow who you are in this life. Don't try to please. Don't try to fit in to what somebody else wants to make you to be. Verse 44, the giant said, Come over here and I'll give your flesh to the birds and the wild animals. See, but David, he was not influenced. David didn't back down in fear. Again, I'm going to talk about myself. I grew up in an alcoholic, abusive home. And even now, many years later, I'm not going to tell you how many, but many years later, sometimes I face an intimidating person and that little boy in me starts to rise up again. Oh, what am I going to do now? That person's angry at me. I want to be like David. I got to let that man of God rise up in me. I'm not that little boy anymore. You can't intimidate me anymore. I'm not going to listen to threats anymore. You are mighty. You are powerful. You're not that little kid that got booted around anymore. You don't have to back down from anyone. See, that's what David did. And here's what he did. He looked right into the eyes of the giant. What does a giant symbolize? It's a problem that's too big for you to handle. Something coming against you. Something you're facing. And it's too big. I can't make it. But he looked right into the eyes of the giant. He said, you come at me with swords and spears. But I come against you in the name of the God of the armies of Israel. And he picked up five stones. Stones can't hurt anyone. But five is the number of God's grace and power. And he picked it up and he didn't listen to those words. He faced the giant and he killed him and he cut off the head of the giant. And every one of us can do the same thing. You look right into the eyes of your giant. Whatever you're facing today, whether it's depression, financial lack, trouble in your marriage, a sickness, 
You look right into the face of it, and you see Jesus right in the midst. You don't back down. You don't start walking away. And you walk, you pick up those five stones representing the grace of God, and that's your weapon, God's power in your life. There's nothing that can overcome you. Because the God in you is greater than, than any notice that you're being thrown out of your house. Than any angry boss. Greater than any threat that you're going to lose your job. I have one more. 1 John 4.18 There is no fear in love. But perfect love drives out fear <clears throat> because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Ultimately, whatever I preach on, I always come to God's love because it's the answer to everything. Because he loves me, he's going to save me. I'm walking in his care. I'm in his care. I'm in his protection. I'm his child. Nothing can hurt me. I don't care about your threats. I don't care about what I lack because he got everything I need. So I'm going to ask Jessica to come up right now. I asked her to share a poem with us today that she wrote on fear. I've known it for quite some time now, but it wasn't until 2008-2009 it struck me down. Diagnosis of what this could be. They said severe depression, panic disorder, or anxiety. But I knew deep down inside it was something going on in the spirit. Because when I took a puff of that blunt was the first time I experienced it. Then I stepped foot into that botani. I should have known this thing was going to come to violate and try me. And fear did. I, it robbed the smile right off my face. I fear going to any and every place. All I could do was be home. I never felt so alone. With all these feelings I tried to push to the side. I began to dig my nails deep into my thighs. See, physical pain was the only way I thought I could release all I had going on inside and in my mind. And when I didn't feel the release from the physical pain, then PM drugs was my next aim. I popped them day in and day out. It wasn't until I was at my last straw that I heard the voice of God say, Daughter, I want it all. If words could describe what my body felt that day, it'll be like the eye of a hurricane was in the center of my soul. The wind and the waves of mercy and grace began to encounter all my body. He had all control. The passionate fire of love poured over me like lava from a volcano. Everything violently shook inside me from like an, like an earthquake, 10.0. It was as if my body was waiting for this very impact. All I heard was God's voice say, rise up, beloved. There is no more lack. God is for us. 
He is here to break the chains of abandonment, addiction, fear, and lust. See, we are children of God. We are friends of God. We have wisdom, righteousness, redemption by God. We are new creations in God. We have been set free by God. We are blessed with every spiritual blessing by God. We are chosen, holy, and blameless before God. We are forgiven by the grace of God. We have been made complete in God. We are overcomers in Christ Jesus, our God. When we allow the love of God to come near, this is how we can overcome fear. And God gave me this um, psalm. Um, we've flown free from, the, from their fangs, free from their traps, free as a bird. Their grip is broken. We are free as a bird in flight. Hello. We're talking about fear, and I'm afraid. <laughs> All right, so Gary asked me to speak about something pertaining to um, what he just spoke about, about overcoming fear and whatnot. And I guess I would have to say the main thing I had to overcome was this fear, period. And I believe you guys are going to think I'm crazy, but I'm not crazy. I'm saved, and now I'm not crazy. <laughs> but um, I feel like I've dealt with fear so much and so strong in my life, and I felt it was because, I mean, from when I was younger... I was tormented a lot in my mind, like, tormented. I couldn't think straight. I couldn't tell what was my thought, what was the enemy's thought, or whatnot. I, was, I always kept it to myself, you know? Like, I couldn't be like, hey, like, I'm seeing things, and things are talking to me or whatever, so I just kept it. And I felt like because of that torment, that, like, suppressed me a lot, you know, from trying to open up, from trying to share, trying to do, trying to do anything, you know? So I felt that... Over the course of my life, I was just so afraid of everything. I mean, the stupidest things of, like, the lights being off and just, just little things. I mean, granted, there were things that I have done to open up the door for that to, to happen to me. So I felt that there was no way that I can be free from that bondage and that torment in my mind. You know, until, until one day, I just felt like that, that God's love just collided, like, inside me, you know what I mean, and spoke over me because I felt like I was just destined for specific things. And then when God's love came, I mean, it came so strong that for the first time, I felt like those voices and those thoughts had no control because for, for a long time, I felt like those things had so much control over me that when God's presence came and I saw for the first time that like it was confused and stuff, I was like, wow, this is, this is strong and this is powerful. But even when I accepted the love of God and I tried to move in the things of God, I was always so afraid. I would always try to go to the back, and God would always call me out in the front. And I will be like, God, come on. Like, let me just, I always say this even now, like, God, don't let me be an Aaron. Because in the Bible, Aaron just held up Moses' hands. I'm like, I just want to raise the hands, God. I don't want to be the Moses. Please let me be the Moses. And he's like, okay, you're going to be the Moses. And, <laughs> and I always felt like, I always felt like I couldn't, um, I couldn't be in that leadership position or lead or whatnot because from, you know, just lies that I've always gotten from when I was younger of not being able, not being capable, and not being all these different things. So what was different now about then was just that God was like, even if you're afraid, just do it afraid, you know? Do it afraid. 
do it afraid. And it's funny because every time I stepped out, there's always one song, and I always say this, there's always one song that I have in my heart about the Lord, and it's like, he's just so faithful. You know, he's faithful time and time and time and time again, you know. So I know that now when I step out and I, I may be afraid, like I always think about God's track record in my head, you know, and I'm like, God, you've always been faithful. You know, you've never let me down. Even if you tell me to jump off this cliff and there's nothing there, there's always a net that catches me. And it's crazy. God boggles my mind with how he does certain things and stepping out in faith. And for the longest, I mean, for a while now, God's been speaking in my mind about just something so big that in my head I'm like, I cannot do that. There's just no way. There's no way. Like, as far as starting a business, and all, I'm like, God, you don't, you don't know me, God. You don't know me. So I tried to school God, and God was like, okay, you don't know what you're doing. So I felt like now God was like, you know what? Like, when you, when you think back of all the victories that God has done in your life, it's like there's no limit. You know what I mean? You never reach a wall. You never, you never reach a point where God is like, okay, that's enough. Now just stay there. And then he spoke to me, and he said, you know, you're, you're, you're more than what you're good at. You know, you're more than that. You're more than just things that you feel that you're good at. And by opening up my heart and abandoning myself, now I'm like, okay, God, like, I'll accept this love. And I'll accept the things that he's wanting me to step, step out into and whatnot. So now with this dance, if they can just come get themselves ready and whatnot. Love, 
I'm going to ask the worship team to come. You see, God is not going to let you fall. In his love, he sustains you. You're not going to be without. God's promise is true. Nothing can overcome you. You are an overcomer in God. See, the opposite of fear is faith. We're going to walk in faith from this day. We're not going to turn back. We're not going to give in to that fear. Oh, all the nights I've wasted worrying about things that never happened. 
See, the enemy messes with your mind and says, God forgot about you. It'll never happen. And then all of a sudden, the love of God begins to come above any other thing. There's one thing I don't go one day without doing, and that's worshiping. Because when I worship God right there in my house, and sometimes it's 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, I get up and I begin to worship him. Because then I remember who he is. I begin to think about his power. And I know everything's going to work out. So that's how I want to close today. If you're saying... I'm not going to back down anymore. I'm not going to waste any more nights worrying about things that God's already taken care of. I just want you to stand. You don't have to come up here. But if, if that's you, would you just stand right now? And we're going to close today by worshiping. The Bible says... That God inhabits the praises of his people. Which means as I began to worship, his presence begins to come. And I realize that I got a great big God and a little bitty devil. So we're going to worship. There's just one more thing on your way out. In order to show you some of what we do in the prophetic conference, a big part of it is prophetic creativity and art. I asked for Lee to display some of her work in the back, all the way in the back of the church. So on your way out, I just encourage you to stop by just to see what God can do as he speaks through his people, not only verbally, but through dance, through art. God wants to use you in so many ways. And even though today's not the day for healing ministry, if, if you want prayer for any of the things we spoke about, you need healing, inner healing, you need to overcome something, the healing ministry will be in that back room today. It's football season, so we just called an audible right here. Only the men will get that joke. So let's just worship him. Let's focus on him. God, you are greater, greater than anything, oh God, that stands in our way. I command every giant right now to come down. Every giant you're facing, come down now in Jesus' name. Spirit of fear, I command you get off of these people now. I release perfect love. Don't let the enemy take your peace for one more day. Jesus said, my peace I give to you. We're going to walk in peace. We're going we're gonna to walk. We're not going to fear, as Psalm 91 says, that terror of the night or the arrow that flies by day. We're not going to fear the plague, the sickness, because God walks with us. So let's just close today and worship.